see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so is mine. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a row, betting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Toya, it's second to none. Hello. Hey, Honky. Hey. I don't know if that's still appropriate to use, but whatever. That's true with, with this delicate racial environment in which we find ourselves in. Very, very much so. So I guess let's go ahead and start the show. All right. Welcome to another fantabulous episode of In the Stacks with Barry. And Latoya. And? Gala. Here. Yay! I thought you you're gonna be like welcome to a lackluster episode of. <laughs> no, I'm here. Thank you. Well, no, I'm just saying, given some of the stuff that we'll be talking about on the show, um, it's you know. Yeah, I noticed you already like gave it a subtitle. Yes. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a dreary ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to come up with something clever for the start, just in case nothing. By the time, like, my brain is exhausted right now, so. By the end of the show, considering there's stuff I have to do once the show ends to it, um, I'm just giving myself, setting myself up for success. <laughs> so okay. there you All go. Right. So well, I see that we've both had very rough weeks mentally. Yeah, I've What's been going just, on with you. I've just been kind of feeling blah all week, you know? Mm -hmm. um, everything uh, feels like uh, an imposition. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, oh, here's something, you know, you'll like, you want to come get it? And I'm like, oh, God, I didn't. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, you know. And um, I don't know what it is. My uncle came and visited yesterday and today, you know, which was kind of cool. But I was like, oh, he's sitting where I sit on the couch. Ah, you were having some Sheldon months there. <laughs> he's like, he's like watching boring ass shit on the TV. <laughs> All this kind of stuff, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's an inconvenience, you know. And, um. And I hate to be that way, but you know, when I'm having a bad week mentally, that's just the way it is. Yeah, no, I know. I completely get it. And I mean, of course, the things that are, are weird quirks about us are amplified when we're not in a, in a good mood. So like you said, you know, seeing your uncle sit in your seat, it's just like, normally that would kind of irritate you. But on, when you're having a rough week, it's like, yeah, that's pissing me off. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like I was, I was uh, texting back and forth with Draknara last night about something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she, you know, was complaining about somebody and, and all this stuff. And so I gave my response. And then she was like, cool your jets. You know, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, just pissed me off. <laughs> cool my jets. What the hell? <laughs> Which I'm sure, I'm sure nothing was meant by it. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, we're so. You know I, I barely spoke to her for an hour. But, you know, we've talked about it, too. It's just, especially when you're texting, it you cannot really convey convey a tone. So, um, it, it yeah, I, I completely get it. I've just, yeah, I've, I've had a rough week as well. A rough couple of days, really. Um, so, like, in my particular case, uh, Kay came home, or better yet, I'll start with saying, I've started using my, I have a calendar in my office. Um, that basically from my seat, I can see the full 2020 calendar. Um, and I've started to go back to using my smiling and frowny um, face dots on certain days to better track 
the you know the days that I'm more productive versus you know oh, angry okay. days. I thought so you like, just like just, you know, so you can track you know good days and bad days in the world. And I was just thinking, do you have enough frowny days? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so I've just I started it. I started back in like the end of April, and. Um, so yeah, this past week, starting on Friday, like I'd had a, a, a run of good days. Like if I have okay days, I don't put anything up there. I have to be able to markedly, you know, know that, you know, wait a second, I'm, I'm in a good mood, blah, blah, blah. So on Friday and Saturday, I had frowny face, um, stickers because, you know, Kay came home and I'd been looking forward to it because it had been like a month since I'd seen him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately, like that day from the day, the moment I spoke to him that morning, just pissed me off. And then our conversation later pissed me off again. And like, cause by talking to him originally, it kind of ruined my mood for the rest of the day. And I told him straight up, you know, thanks for ruining my day. Um, but it did not get better. Like this whole weekend was a very stressful weekend, weekend between yeah. me and him. And so it's like, you know, for those of us who suffer with depression, you know, one little thing can really ruin several days. You know, it, it's it's literally that dark cloud that just comes and sits there for a while. Um, even though logically we're like, oh, this is this should be simple. I just don't have to think about such and such. But you know, it doesn't really work that way for us. Um, so it was a stressful weekend. Um, the only good thing was that we, you know, we made up, I guess you could say, at the end of the, the weekend, you know, we were back on speaking terms because um, he had, I'd banished him from the room and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he did put, t- so we now have a completed home gym. So we converted our, basically our dining room because our kitchen has more than enough space for, um, to eat in there. We have a table there and all that stuff. So the dining room wasn't being really used and so half of the the dining room now is a gym because the other half half has like um you know like our hutch and all that stuff for our you know our um plates and all you know what i'm talking about the so it has that but now we have um i've had my treadmill for several years we now have a rowing machine and then he um put together uh, a slim cycle this weekend so it's been kind of cool because now I actually for I essentially go into that room every day before when it wasn't really a gym I'd just be like eh you know whatever um well and eventually I mean those things are really good at like holding like spare clothes and boxes. whatever no I'm not I'm not that type of person I'm <laughs> definitely not that but it's funny because I've said to one of my clients before who's really into like fitness and stuff I I was like it's such high maintenance though. Like, I'm like, yeah, I get in a good mood, I guess, after working out, but I have to keep going back for that drug. You know what I mean? Because otherwise it's like the drop off for me is huge. You know, all that dopamine or whatever it, it, I have to keep it up. And I'm like, see, that's just, that's too much. But I have been better though about being more active. I do tend to during the week um, do exercise on all three machines now. Uh, we got a TV, the uh, Amazon Fire TV or whatever, and so I basically tell it what I want to listen to, and it's kind of cool because it's like karaoke where it'll play the music, show the album to um, cover, and also have the words to the song and highlight the parts that's good. Yeah. It's so I'll sing along and stuff on the treadmill and that kind of thing, but it is high maintenance. So that has helped to kind of um, lessen the intensity of my mood, but 
it's, you know, I'm still, it's still a, a really rough time. I mean, there's other family stuff going on that's been really, really stressful. And um, yeah, it's, again, you know, better than most, uh, certainly better than those who don't really have issues with depression that uh, it can be really, really hard. So, so, um, in the morning, I've not wanted to get out of the bed, so, so I know that it will pass. But yeah, this whole week, I've like I have had zero interest. When the alarm goes off, I'm like, yeah, I don't want. So, so T'Challa has has your week been better? <laughs> your week has it been better than ours? Uh, my week has well, it's been a week. Um, mm-hmm. the days are together. In a good way, though. I mean, summertime that's kind of cool. So. Yeah, yeah, like in a summer. Okay. Ain't bad. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, I had a good Okay, well, good for you. Um, you know, I, yesterday I had to go out and I, I had to do, it, it, this is a, a bizarre thing. And uh, my mom, you know, has moved in here. And so she's still in the process of like cutting everything off at her old place. And uh, so she had called, she's county water as opposed to city water, which is what I have. So she called the county and she wanted them to cut off her water. And they said, well, she has to come in person. Right? Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and of course she she can't go anywhere, right? So they told her that you know I could come and fill out the form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yesterday I packed myself up in the car, right, and I drove over there, right, and I get there and there's signs everywhere saying lobby is closed, lobby is closed, right, and there's there's an envelope on the door, right, with a piece of paper above it that says if you need a reconnection or a disconnection to take out the form and fill it out and slip it under the door, (laughs) okay, which is what I did, Uh right. And the fact that I had to go in person to not see anyone to fill out a form and slip it under the door. Yeah, that makes zero sense. Yeah, I mean, if I can understand if they were going to like look at somebody's well, like. Well, because people won't get through that hassle. They don't want you to stop paying. <laughs> well, maybe so. But it seems like, you know, if they're not going to check like my driver's license or something, why can't I do this online? Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, the utility stuff, they're serious. I mean, like you have to go in person to set up these things, you know, water, electricity, whatever. But yeah, I thought for sure that them saying, okay, you could come is because, okay, you're son you know you maybe have power of attorney but if all you did was go and touch an envelope with i mean who knows covid germs on it for all we know because you know and you had to fill it out and slide it under a door yeah that just why can't it was like why can't i just fill it out online or i mean heck you can create a quick google form i mean hell thank you wow yeah this this is what i was telling my mother when i got back i said you know it's like they're in 1988 Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the nice thing that was, it was a pretty day. And so I actually drove over there and then I, I went to Gotwal, this used bookstore and me, and um, gave them a whole bunch of books and bought nothing. Wow. I, uh, I What's wanted, wrong with you? I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, I'm all screwed up this week. But I, <laughs> everything I would see would be like, eh. Mm-hmm. A lot of books that are like, oh, that's a great book, but I already own it. You know, and that, that's something, you know, if you're a book person, they'll understand. You probably have a clue. But, Whatever. But there are times, you know, I've bought books that I already own, not because I didn't remember that I owned them, but because, wow, this is a really nice edition. Oh, my gosh. Right? Or, you know, I've read this book years ago. I'll buy it again and reread it. Yeah, uh, I, only, I only have multiple editions of Gone with the Wind because, obviously, it's my favorite book. I have an original printing um, of it and... You know, when was the last time you read it? Oh, it's been like at least 15 years since oh, I've read it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not your favorite book, then. I mean, it's still con- I still consider it my favorite book. Because, I mean, it. why do I need to go and re- reread it? I don't have to because there's other stuff to read. 
because occasionally it's like an old friend. That's like saying, why would you to call Barry? I know Barry. You know, we talk, new things come up, right? Yeah, but I mean, again. When you, when you go back to a beloved older movie and you get something new out of it because you're a different person. I get it, but, you know, that's a hard movie to watch and a hard book to read, certainly given everything that's going on now. And again, a lot of that stuff is just depressing in general. And if I'm already depressed, that will send me over the edge. So I'm like, I'm very selective about what it is that I read at this point, but it doesn't negate its influence on me or the fact that it's, you know, my favorite book still. I mean, I've read plenty of books since then. It's still my favorite book. Well, T'Challa, let me tell you, I've never read Gone with the Wind, right? <laughs> but I, I watched the movie one time, right? Your mom made me watch it, okay? And so I sat there and we, we were sitting there for like three hours, right? And I was thinking the whole time, I was like, he's not nearly as bad as I expected. I remember, um, you know, Scarlett stands there and she says something about, you know, I forget what she says, you know, something to the effect of, you know, my life will go on or something, right? Yes, I'll never be hungry. Yeah. And I said, you know, that was pretty damn good. (laughs) And I'll never forget, your mom said it's not over. And I was like, really? Because the music's playing and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And she says, no, this is like, you know, the intermission. And I was like, there's more? And so I sit down, and the second half of it fucks everything up. Yes, it, it depresses the you. The whole <laughs> second half is horrible. It's not horrible. It's just very depressing. Little, little kids getting paralyzed. <laughs> marriage is falling apart. Um, I mean, yeah. it's just horrible. Well, the kid wasn't paralyzed. The kid was killed. But oh, all, right, all right, I got it wrong. <laughs> all right. But... And after that, watched the second half, I told her, I said, you know, I loved it. I loved this movie halfway through. Yep. They had just stopped it right there. I would have gone, you know, it's pretty damn good. But no, then they had to keep going. And see, back then, Julian, actually, it's what's kind of cool about that movie, though, is that it, it truly had an actual deliberate intermission. And so if you ever see it in the theaters and they actually allow for it, there is, I think, like maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes where um, they're playing additional musical interlude for the purposes of, you know, back in the day, you would watch part of the movie, they'd give you a break to go to the bathroom so you don't miss the movie, and then you'd come back. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know... Three and a half hours long. <laughs> it's not. No, I don't know. What is it? It's like it's six hours four. No, it's like four hours. It's like four hours. I tell you, the first half felt pretty quick. The second half felt well, like five hours. What movie is it? Gone, Gone with, the- with the Wind. <laughs> Do you know anything about Gone with the Wind? Oh, see, that's just awful. So, and Rhett Butler... To be in the South and not know. I think I might have read a book in class. Really? I don't. I don't. I bet they didn't make you read it. Yeah, it's not usually no, required I reading. No, that, I think I think that'd be a controversial. Well, class. yeah. Well, it's funny because in eighth grade they made us oh, all watch it um, in school. I'm sorry. What'd you say? No, I said in in eighth grade it was one of those things you were required to watch. Uh, we I remember going into our little theater. Um, the whole eighth grade class, and they were sh- they showed Gone with the Wind. We weren't required to read it, but it was just a part of Georgia history, um, yeah, we, and yeah, they made us watch it. That we required the kids in uh, in high school to watch. Matter of fact, we we're strongly discouraged from joining. Gosh, that's why from showing Be anything. Kind. Be kind in case <laughs> my principal ever listens. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my principal wants to maximize instruction. Yes. 
Um, I'm saying this as a student. My opinions are not shared with my father. Yes. <laughs> by uh, T'Challa is not necessarily shared or endorsed by the host of the show. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on. Allie Fox, longtime listener to the show, is alive. Yes, he is. You know, I had sent him a message ages ago inviting him on the show because he's a comedian now. I thought it'd be funny. And, and since then, we've talked about the fact that he's been MIA. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he finally responded. I sent this to you, and you didn't respond at all. Like you didn't Yeah, I, j- I just scrolled back. Yeah, you sent it to me on the 30th. And yeah, I didn't realize I didn't respond. You didn't say, ha-ha, good. Yeah, no, yeah. Because, I mean, no, I saw it. But nothing. Yeah, I did not respond. My bad. Anyway, so um, I think we should probably try to get him on the show. He's moved to Atlanta now. And um, I guess he's still doing the comedian thing. Um, so I'm curious to get him on the show, find out what's been going on, find out what got him banned from Facebook. <laughs> um, the last thing I saw from him was a joke about 9-11. Oh, jeez. And that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As T'Challa said, that met probably was it, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I got the feeling right before he left, he was intentionally pushing the boundaries on Facebook. And I suspect he found where the boundaries are. So maybe we'll get him on like next week. Yeah, I mean, you you set it up. I'm cool. All right. Um, Oh, 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 there is something we need to share with you. Uh, Okay. This is kind of a shocking thing about me. Oh, yeah. Something I don't already know. I don't That's think shocking. I don't think you knew this. It's um so Charlie, do you want to tell the story or he you collects want to teeth? That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Right, you so. collect teeth. No. What? <laughs> right, so um so T'Challa was, was staying at my house mm-hmm. and he lost a tooth, right? So he brought it to me and I said, Well, I guess you're old enough now to see this oh, and in the kitchen i have this little um it's like a little porcelain thing and it's shaped like a tooth right and i took the lid off and it's filled with teeth oh, Jesus. Right? and he goes what is that and i said they're they're human teeth <laughs> right see? and um, likes teeth. And, uh, and he says why do you have that and i said they're your teeth t'challa right mm-hmm. oh creepy <laughs> i said, I, said I, I always like just throw them away god <laughs> <laughs> so I, the teeth, right and um and I told yeah. him I said you know I and I, I, don't I said need that on dental record later on my <laughs> father hey I listen hey listen those. if you go missing this may be how they uh you know uh I, identify your body that's not how that works Barry <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say I said that's not how it works they go by dental records they don't <laughs> generally go by just the teeth. Surely there's DNA in the teeth. Yeah, but still, I okay. I mean, if they can identify a body off a strand of hair, surely a, a, a box full of teeth will do it. If your house ever got searched, what would a police officer found the box? Of- well, they're obviously baby teeth. So yeah, you. It's I understand if you collected some of his baby teeth because my parents have some of my baby Not teeth. Oh, yeah, these but are, right. These are all the teeth he has lost to this point. Yeah, but he's not a baby anymore. He stopped being a baby years yeah. ago. He's still, he's still I have losing lost baby 23. teeth. There are 23. Oh, my God. Yes. 23 teeth in a box. This is not that weird. Anyway. It is totally weird to have 23. I think my parents may have had two or three of my baby teeth, if at all that. Three. Two, three, twenty-three. No, oh my gosh, that is weird. I'm sorry, T'Challa is totally right. No, there, no, that's. I'm weird. totally cool with you, but it's weird. It is very weird. It is. It's not like you know I'm doing anything weird with the teeth. 
Okay. They're just sitting in a box. <laughs> Still to collect. No, no. Yeah. But it's but, not like I'm collecting teeth because, you know, I'm collecting one. You are literally collecting is teeth. Is it going to become a uh, time capsule? Is that what this is? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, your mom started doing it. And then in the divorce, I got the teeth. It wasn't something I asked for. It was like, well, she told me, she said, you can have the teeth. Yeah, because she also realized how batshit crazy it is to have 23 teeth. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's cool when your child loses their first tooth or something and you keep that. But 22 teeth later, (laughs) that's just weird. Look, when you've got a whole set, you don't stop. Wow. Oh, you know, eventually man. he'll stop losing them and then I'll have the complete baby teeth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe wow. I'll like I'll like super glue them onto like a little like a little wooden display. Oh gee. that yeah. that would that that's creepy. That's just <laughs> But yeah, I did not know that about you and wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I started to send you um a thing this past week because uh, Lady Gaga released her new album, Chromatica. <laughs> Um, and I did listen to it um, right away. Um, it's definitely not her best. Um, and I was, I understand why she might want to go back. It felt like, it felt like going backward. How so? Because I mean, some of her, or, I mean, her early stuff was fantastic. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, it feels backwards in that, like, if you listen to um, just, you know, the fame, right. Um, it's a dance album. Right. Right. And then, like, later on, on her more recent albums, and, of course, what she did with The Star is Born and stuff, there's a lot of different sounds. There's some powerful ballads. There's right, some, there's a lot more folk to it. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, like, she, a country infusion. Yeah. And uh, this is a dance album. Uh, okay. Every song on it is a, is a dance album, song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing here that's, like, you know, shallow or anything like that. Um, it's all much more like let's dance. Well, maybe she just needed to, because I mean that is she went through a heavy, you know, darker period with her writing. Yeah. Maybe she needed it, needed this to kind of oh. get her out of that. And that's why I was saying I can understand why she might have wanted to go back. Right. But it definitely felt like going back. Well, uh, see, for me that that's an appeal because like right now I I'd forgotten she was coming out with a new one. She was actually one of the things I was singing to um on the treadmill but um now that you you've told me it's a dance album I'm actually more interested in listening to it right now because I would would say try it um there are only a few songs that I saved off of okay um rain on me which is a duet she does with Ariana Grande um I oh yeah yeah yeah. because there was this whole thing about how Ariana wanted to be her friend forever and she was just like uh I, I don't know about all that so I think it was probably in anticipation of the album coming out but Okay, so that's one to listen to. What's another? Um, I really like 911. That was a good one. Um, you know, I'm a big Blackpink fan. Yes. So with Blackpink called Sour Candy. Yeah, you so, shared that one with me. I like it, but it's too short. I mean, it's like starts, it feels like they do the, um, the chorus twice and then the song's over. Um, but I like, I like the notion that, you know, I'm hard on the outside, but sweet on the inside, basically. You know, Sour Candy. I like, kind of like that. Yeah. But, um, and then there's a song called Enigma that I like a lot. But then there's, there's just a lot of songs that to me just blend together. Um, that sound kind of, I, I think, that, you know, maybe it, maybe it'd be a fun album to work out to, but it's yeah. not, there's nothing, there's not a lot of depth to a lot of it to me. Um, so that's my review of Chromatica. It's not awful. 
Um, if you're a Lady Gaga fan, obviously you should listen to it. Um, I don't think it's going to shoot to the top of anybody's popularity list unless you're just really in the mood. And maybe you are with the world falling apart. Um, maybe you just want you know, some kind of lightweight dance music. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm looking at it as. Not some profound statement, but just easy listening. Something fun. Yeah, and you know, check it out, definitely. Okay, yeah, I will definitely do that then. Um, so- I saw something on this, um, this agenda for this week, though, that really did not help with my rough week man i figure and i think i know what you're talking about i, I just no, couldn't do it i couldn't get into it, it all yeah week. i couldn't get into it so last week you could only take half of it yeah and this week you didn't manage to take any at all no i'm still um, munching on the stuff from last week <laughs> we're talking of course, about the uh the bigfoot <laughs> see is like oh god <laughs> yeah. yeah she never finished it you remember no, I will finish it for next week. I just, this week was not the week for it. Because I'd even, I, I couldn't take any of it this week. I <laughs> opened it on, like, earlier today. I actually, I never used the Kindle app on my computer. So I try, I opened the, the Kindle app, which crashed a couple times until I updated it. But when I opened it up on the screen, I was just like, <sighs> so it's, I will, I will have to read it or finish it this week but i will include it next week i promise so did you let Kay read read any of it? no i don't i don't actually i don't even think i've mentioned to Kay that i've i've read any of um you know <laughs> monster erotica i yeah it it somehow did not come up in conversation so <laughs> well, do, just to play kind of play a little joke on it right it's just kind of hand it to him and say um you know hey i want you to <laughs> Don't say anything. Just kind of leave the room, right? <laughs> that, you're, you're right, though. That would be freaking hilarious. I think I will have to do that the next time he comes home. And just there's a specific page. Um, I think I don't know if it's the preface or something, but I'll have him read that single. Yeah, I'll have. Oh, you told me about the preface. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have him read that page, um, and see. Maybe I'll have to like record him or something or see his reaction to it. You know, once he reads it. Um, yeah, and then, of, and you know, I'll of course blame it on you, as I do with most oh. things. It's like, yeah, no, that's all Barry's fault. So I think you pretend to be into it, <laughs> then then the hilarious thing will be that he's into it. That would be that you're not into it. Mm, yeah, no, I think that. Well, it's funny. Like role playing. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's uh, funny. I always um, tease him about. I mean, I, I I apologize to Chala. It's probably not appropriate, but I always talking. I always like mess with him about like getting him from behind. So there's times where I like get behind him and pretend that I'm. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, that like that that alone like freaks him out. He you know he's always like, nope, exit only. Um, you know, he's like, I don't want to joke about that stuff, but I just continue to do it because I think it's freaking hilarious how yeah. uncomfortable he is with it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll have to have him check it out. Yeah. So <laughs> this week you've been show, sharing a lot of stuff, um, about Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Did you see that I even sent you a link last night? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of interesting. And now I remember you were big into Glee. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and I actually, after reading all this stuff, I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch some Glee. But it's not streaming anywhere, right? It's uh, you have to pay for it. Really? Uh, I mean, it was a Fox show, so it's not streaming on anything. So, 
that is very um, interesting. Yeah, and I, I, would, I was not interested enough to pay tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, it was, I mean, it was fantastic. Obviously, you know, people I never remember. watched the first season. Right, and so people remember, obviously, that the one of the, the stars of the show um, died, um, Corey Monteith, who Michelle, Leah Michelle had been dating at the time. Um, but it was just surprising. So, again, for those of you who are, don't know what we're talking about, Leah Michelle was one of the starring one of the stars of Glee, um, an early two thousands show um, that was extremely popular that somehow Barry did not watch. And well, no, I, I actually I, I watched it first. Well, the first season, yes. And um, I, I gave up on whatever episode it was where the little skinny gay kid was playing football and all the football players like stood up and started dancing and singing. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I was like, okay, all right. They, to me, have jumped the shark. Okay, well. That was like episode five or something. Yeah, no, it jumped the shark much, much later. But, um, <laughs> so. It didn't just jump the shark is what I heard. It like, you know, rolled <laughs> yes. around with the shark yes the shark yeah. the final season or so very very much so they it's like you know the problem with doing those types of shows as you've kind of mentioned with like riverdale if you're in high school you can only be in high school for so long and when you do the deliberate thing where it's like oh we're gonna like in the case of say by the bell oh let's go see them in the college years it's a different flavor you know yeah. so um so with leah michelle she Apparently, <laughs> she was commenting or shared um, a, a post regarding um, George Floyd, and a former co-star of hers used it as an opportunity to basically call her out. And what has been interesting to me, you know, outside of the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, she was difficult to work with, is that one person opened the door and there's many others that are jumping on board. Um, yeah. So, you know, the one of the main characters, Mercedes, she had a comment or a, a gif i guess um with a response and then your favorite character on the show um i think she played what britney was it yeah with like two t's or something the blonde the really athletic one whatever um she that's the, the, huh, the one that i the link i shared with you yesterday last night that character um heather morris I think her character, she was, she was one of the, she didn't do a lot of the singing on the show. She did more of the dance stuff. Um, anyway, she came and said, essentially, yeah, it was um, an unpleasant working experience <laughs> with Leah Michelle. And, but that was, you actually liked her. I don't, I don't know how you don't remember this one. Huh? I don't think that's the one I like. There was like a little blonde girl in like season one. Who was a cheerleader? Are you talking about the main cheerleader? The, it, it's not. It, I didn't think it was the head cheerleader that you liked. You All right, I'm looking at a picture said. of the one that I did like. Uh, she played Quinn. Okay, Quinn for Bray. Yeah, she's the head cheerleader. I thought you would like Heather. Um, I thought she was you would like. Oh, you know, all you white people look alike. So, um, <laughs> so bad. Anyway, the it's been interesting to see the backlash from it. Um, you know, it made me think about how, how much, um, people in the industry work very hard, clearly at maintaining their image. And so, you know, when anything like this creeps in, it, I, I think it's kind of detrimental to their career because, you know, somebody, somebody already dumped her. As a yes. Yes. Hello, fresh. 
um, dumped her. Um, they, you know, even though her attorneys or whatever said, oh, that, that relationship was coming to an end. But literally, it's like, yeah, that comes out and they dump her. And it's like, wow. You know, and whenever it has anything to do, certainly right now with anything racial, you, well, it's very toxic. You just, you, to me, you did kind of gloss over the, the most interesting part of it, which is that she, she said that she wanted to shit in this black girl's wig. Yes. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's beyond just being rude. <laughs> well, I read something else and I forgot what article it was where it was like she had said something about cockroaches being background or something. And I, it just, it's just been this whirl of like, oh my gosh, this is I kept waiting to see if like any of the, um, the, the big stars would comment. Right. You know, the guy who played the teacher or. Uh, you know, any of the other big ones. Yeah, any of the teachers, like Jane Lynch or whatever. I think yeah. that they're being wise and just staying out of the conversation. Yeah, I think it's mainly the, and it could be, because somebody said that she had told them that they weren't allowed to sit at the, the main script table. Right. Deserved to or something. And so maybe it's like, you know, she was very classic about it. Probably, yeah, very much, which is funny because it's a show about high school and there's all these different cliques and stereotypical whatever, but I just found it very interesting. And yeah, I mean, stuff like this can really impact someone's career. So I don't know. It was sad because, I mean, you know, Leah Michelle, I be- isn't she Jewish anyway? So it's always interesting to me when people of a, a certain minority or a certain race or class, when they then turn around and treat other individuals in that way so that was that was a bummer um i i don't know what else is going to come from that but it felt like the like the day you sent it out there were you know the day after and throughout there was multiple things posted by different people who were on glee to say yeah she was she was so that is unfortunate um parks and recreation i'm up in i'm almost at the end of season six so um Really, that means I'm almost done because season seven is only 12 episodes. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's the reunion special that just came out a couple of months ago, basically where all of them are Skyping with each other to or Zooming, uh, you know, to check in with how they're doing during the, the COVID. Um, and so it's like all the characters come back for this one thing, you know. Um, so Have really- there part been um, talks about possibly bringing that show back? Not that I've heard of. Okay. I don't know why I felt like, I mean, it would certainly be hard now that, you know, some of the stars are even bigger stars than they were before. Um, yeah. But okay. Like, you know, I, until I watched the show, I had no idea that Rob Lowe was on, I mean, he's on more of the series than he's not. Um, you know, I had no idea he was ever on this. Yeah. I don't associate him with that show at all. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, he's, he's a big part of it from like season. I think he comes in at the end of season two, maybe. And, he just left the show in season six. Oh, wow. Jeez. He's a major character. Um, and of course, you know, it, it's hard to look at Chris Pratt and think this guy's going to become. Exactly. <laughs> Not only is he, is he, I'm in season six, he's still chubby as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just plays such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's his whole character is he's stupid, you know? And to think that he's now some sort of sex symbol is just bizarre. Well, I'm curious now that you say that. It's like, when was the turning point? What happened? Is it that he, you know, decided, oh, it's time that my image changed, and so he slimmed down, and then things started to change, or, or what? Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's still he's still a big dude. Hmm. I mean, he's he's heavy, you know. 
Um, well, I thought he was attractive then and now, so it doesn't really matter to well, me. Yeah, I mean, and he, he, you know, I'm not saying he was ugly, but mm-hmm. it's like when you see him now with like the, you know, the six pack or whatever. Right, yeah. We certainly associate sex symbol with someone whose physique is a bit more fit. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm almost done with that. I don't know what um, comedy I'll replace it with. Um, but, you know, I did go back and start rewatching a little bit of Seinfeld. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's interesting. That's one of those shows where I feel like, yeah, I would like to go back and watch because during its original run, I only saw episodes, like a scattered amount of episodes, not the whole thing. How well, are you enjoying I it? I love Seinfeld at, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still funny now, but it, it, is, it is so strange watching it now. Um, first of all, there's so many things about it that even though it's only been since the 90s are so different. But is and, that kind of a part of the appeal at this point? I guess. And it's just, it's just weird. So for instance, the very first episode, mm-hmm. which Elaine is not in, by the way. Mm. She doesn't even show up until the second episode. But um, in the very first episode, it starts, you know, with Jerry Seinfeld during one of his stand-ups. And he says, you know, he says, you know what we're doing right now? He says, we're going out. He says, don't we love going out? We love being out. Hey, you want to go somewhere? Sure, let's go out, right? Doesn't matter where. Nobody wants to be in. We want to be out, right? And he's talking about all this stuff. And and, and I was sitting there thinking, nah, no, you know, for a while there this year, nobody was out. <laughs> I mean, nobody went out, right? Right. We want to do, we want to be out. Where are you? We're in. <laughs> yeah. Alone was just like the, the very first joke was like so different for today, you know? Um, I think that that would have been really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'll continue with Seinfeld or um, check out something else. I'm not yeah, I don't know why you like to rewatch or reread stuff. It's like there's plenty more material out there. Well, with Seinfeld, of You're course, weird. are you saying that to me or her? You. No, he's saying you are. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, people enjoy these things, but no, whatever. It's a Reese thing, I guess. Cause I, I, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, keep in mind with Seinfeld, I haven't really watched it you in over 20 years now. So almost as long as it's been since you've read your favorite book. There you go. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's still weird. But I've been going through all these Fremulon shows. Um, so, you know, I did uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. I did Superstore. I did Parks and Rec, which they're all made by the same people. Mm. So they're all the same. <laughs> Basically, well, right? They yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all the office. <laughs> but the hilarious thing is, better. It, well, the hilarious thing is, is that some of the actors keep showing up on all the different shows. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, hey, it's so and so. You know, look, there's so and so. You know, and they're they're on every show. You know, and yes, um, that's the same show. But it's wonderful. Uh, but I don't know if there's any other Fremulon shows. I, don't um, I did watch one movie this week. Well, actually, I watched two. Uh, I only see one. Yeah. Yesterday, I watched a Chuck Norris film with my mom. Wow. Wow. Invasion <laughs> USA. Uh, and was when was that put out? 1986. <laughs> Jeez. So I was probably when it came out, I was still five since I did not turn six until the end of the year. But yeah. wow. <laughs> and basically, um, Chuck Norris is a gator farmer. Um, okay. That's totally job. Yeah, he was a former um, government agent. Government. Yes, and the what, what oh, I don't know, special forces, I think. And, and you know, uh, after you've had that kind of career, you want to go be a gator farmer. Yeah, he wanted to be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the Cubans decide to invade America. Okay. <laughs> because that would really happen for real. Um, okay. Yeah. So like, like they a, definitely. Like- well, there's two 
things that I found interesting about the movie. <clears throat> First things, it starts off with a boat coming to the United States and a bunch of, you know, on it, you know, in the you know, right. And um, and I turned to my mom and I said, you know, what's all those white people doing on a boat? And um, because I don't know, she says they do look like white people. I said, yeah, they, I said, I imagine there's Cuban people, <laughs> but they all look awful white. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of blonde, blue eyes, and everything, right? Right. But in Spanish, they're obviously supposed to be uh, Cubans. And that- yeah, but see, I think part of it, it it's funny because when I watch shows now that are dubbed and yeah. you see that, it, you know, it's like you look at characters that are obviously Spanish individuals, but they look blonde hair and blue eyes. It's like that doesn't fit. Like there's like it breaks my brain sometimes. It's like, well, how can you be this? You know, because you don't look like what we Im- imagine or, um, you know, see that that you know, group as. So, yeah. you know, th- technically they could have been uh, Latinos or, um, but yeah, likely it was just white people they got <laughs> casting. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then later on when the Cubans start attacking America, mm-hmm. they don't, well, first of all, there's only like 200 of them, which I was like, is this really going to conquer America? <laughs> um, they don't like attack the military or any of our bases or they're riding around, and literally, they seem to just come to a suburb, like a little neighborhood, by chance, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's kids out playing in the yard, and they're putting up Christmas decorations. And this one dude stands up in the back of a truck with a missile launcher and blows up a house, and then turns and blows up another house, and then another house. Then he blows up, of course, the damn Christmas tree that was in his <laughs> yard, and then drive away. And this sets the tone for how they're going to invade America. Okay. They're just around. killing random people. They're just going to run around in a big truck with a rocket. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds plausible. Well, right. They must have gotten, like, a special deal on rocket launchers. Because I've never seen so many people <laughs> in one movie. Yeah. The, the final battle between the big villain and Chuck Norris is not like a food fight, like you would expect. They're, like, chasing each other around an abandoned office building with missile launchers. Of course. I mean, like, blow like, parts of the building now, up. Okay, now i got to ask. Yeah. Are they Earth? Hell, I don't know. It's this. It's like a. It's okay, a. Well, it's it, a thing that fits on their, their okay, shoulder. Okay. What? 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 Does it, it shoots a missile. Does it have the front of the missile coming out of the front, or is it like a big barrel? Is there a? Is it huge, round, and has a barrel, or is it kind of thin, brown, and has a? Uh, I don't know. Is this? It was green, right? And he would like set it up on his shoulder. Was it? And then something would shoot out the front, and then stuff would go explode. Now, did, could you see the barrel? Yes, yes. So it was a bazooka. Thank you. All right. All right. Um, Your knowledge of explosives saddens me, Father. Well, well it, it saddens us that you're... <laughs> well, I've, I've never had... I am disappointed. All right. <laughs> so I think that... But it's funny because it's like... I don't know. Now it's kind of like... When you look back at certain movies... And you're like, what the hell with the plot? Now I'm like, oh, it's the John Wick effect, you know, where right. it's like it's like this really weird, implausible, you know, plot, and yet somehow it works. <laughs> so yeah, there there was something in this. He had a pet armadillo. Yeah, that makes sense for a gator farmer. That makes no sense. Anybody who knows anything, if you know anything about armadillos, you know those things carry leprosy. <laughs> Nasty. Nobody has a pet on you're, you're making it more than it needs to be. Arms gators. <laughs> right, mine? I just, right. yeah, it, you're thinking, overthinking it. That's not what you're supposed to be concentrating on. If, I, I guess. What, if I farmed gators, you call me insane. 
I would want to know how much money you are possibly making doing that because it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, what would you, yeah, why, why would you farm them? What'd you say, Latoy? I'm not saying, why would you farm gators? Like, why, I, I don't know. Like, at the beginning, well, they're, they're... Okay, so maybe for those purposes, but yeah. like, generally speaking, there's but only so many wildlife shows you're gonna, you know, that there are going restaurants, on. restaurants, though. I mean, like, you get oh, a yeah, gator. Yeah, no, I forgot that, yeah, people eat. Gator, gator's pretty good. That that weird. Yeah, gator's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never tried gator. All right, so I watched another movie. <laughs> so a few, a few weeks ago, I had heard about this, that apparently during the, 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 the heat, during the, the key part of, you know, the COVID scare, that a lot of people were watching this movie called John Henry, right? Okay. It on Nick, uh, no, Nick. It was on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> right? Of course it's on Nickelodeon. Showing your age there, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of people um, were talking about it. They liked it, right? But then, like, there was this huge backlash, right? And it stars Terry Crews and Ludacris. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just Googled it, and wow. It's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. It's even got a bad rating on Google, which is usually favors things a lot more. It's got 47% on Google. IMDb has 3.4 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. There was, so there was nothing redeeming about that movie. Yeah. It was... So, um, because it's been so successful on Netflix, though, they're talking about a sequel. See, yeah, it's like because people watch something, it's not necessarily because it's good. They want to see the train wreck, and it's not that they're interested in seeing more of the train wreck. But, wow. So, it is a horrible movie. Um, There was really nothing to recommend about it. Uh, Well, it says, I'm looking at the very first rating on Google. This person gave it one star and said, as much as I like Terry Crews, this was not a good movie. The premise is brain dead average action scene and a plot that must have took a drunk rookie writer a week to write up <laughs> oh i don't i don't think it took him a week <laughs> no you were really scraping the barrel there to to do yeah i and it's apparently an hour and a half long came out this year yeah um wow um, the director himself described it as a micro budget movie um, you know how we talk about the, you know, like fifty dollars. Yep, like a fifty dollar movie. All right, how they got Terry Crews and Ludacris in this? I don't know. I assume they have pictures of them doing something embarrassing. Wow. Um, that's all I all I can think of. Right. Um, wow. I like Terry Crews. I like him a yeah. lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he plays a, he his decisions with the character in this are kind of strange. Um, he plays him almost like he's like he's special. If you know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But they don't say that he is, but it's just like every now and then he'll like say and do that. Like for instance, the movie starts off with he has a dog. All right. Because all the great ones start with the dog. Yeah. As a, yeah. Starts off with this dog and Terry Crews is building a dog house. Builds the dog house and he's literally, he's patting the dog house and smiling. And then you hear, yay! Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he turns and this gangbanger has run over the dog. Oh, okay. Dog dead in the street. And uh, the gangbanger is upset because the dog has dented his car, right? So Terry Crews, first of all, Terry Crews, who's like, you know, 10 foot 11, right? Comes mm-hmm. out there, right? This gangbanger who looks like he weighs like 120 pounds soaking wet, right? Is yelling at Terry Crews that you got to fix my car. First of all, that, that didn't feel real. All right, because, you know, if Terry Crews comes out there and I had to run over Terry Crews' dog, I'd be apologizing. I'd be like, 
hey, let's go down to PetSmart. I'll get you a new dog. Or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that dent. It'll be fine, you know, but no. Um, and so basically Terry Crews cries about the dog, right? And then later on in the movie, the only the only other reference to the dog is that um, at one point he's looking through, he's, he, he's an artist, and he turns to one page in his sketchbook, and there's some uh, badly drawn pictures of dogs. Says, you know, I never knew how to draw, draw a dog. He says, that dog deserved better. And then he starts crying. So apparently people are asking, or questions they've asked Google is, is John Henry a true story? I don't know why they would think it's a true story, but it says apparently the, the story... The, so the person John Henry yes. is a per, was a person, a real person. Um, and obviously this movie, I guess, uses that as a character and embellishes. Right. Um, on so with Ludacris, what the hell is on his face? Uh, it's like this, like um, metal gold thing. Yeah. His character's name is Hell. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and and Ludacris, um, I have to say, probably does his good a job acting as Terry Crews. Oh my gosh. The, the problem with Terry Crews is that sometimes he seems so gentle and mm-hmm. I, cannot, I cannot picture this same character then bashing people's heads in with a sledgehammer. Yeah, I could see that. Because, yeah, most of his characters are just when you see him, you think of him as this nice person. Yeah, um, even though he's big. Right, right. Like The Rock. You look at The Rock, and The Rock just seems friendly. Yeah, there's some char- some people who, because of who they are the majority of the time, when they go in a different direction, it feels uncomfortable. Like if Denzel is playing a, a dark character, it's like, hmm, this is not really a Denzel kind of thing. But, you know, if they're really great actors, you can buy it. But it's like, yeah, you're playing against type in some cases, and... It's, I don't think most people are not um, successful doing that. It's like you find what you're good at and you stay in that lane. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I, there's nothing about, I don't want to see Terry Crews in something that, like, that there's violence in that way or he's like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Now, you watched 85 hours of television. It's not 85 hours. Stop doubling what it is. <laughs> I watched 43 hours. Yes, about 43 hours of television since our last show. So, <laughs> I know it's 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 crazy, but I did finish up upstairs downstairs, days. huh? Only been seven days. Yeah, that's a that's a light it's week for me. I think television a day. Um, probably yeah, yeah. Usually, if I leave the office, even if I leave the office at seven, more often than not, I go in in my bed and I'm watching something until after twelve. So it's like my second job, but it's not really a job, you know. Mm. So I finished up um upstairs downstairs and so that of course last week i talked about getting into season four so with what i had left from season four and watching all of season five which i finished yesterday um that was 26 episodes uh, from that because there was a spinoff of that show um i started watching thomas and sarah um i'm only three episodes in because it started to get a little bit dark and i just wasn't in the mood last night for it to go darker so um, it was just depressing. So, um, and then yeah, we played catch up on some series since Kay was home this weekend. So, um, so yeah, it was it was forty two and a half hours of television. It's I don't know. It, I know it's weird for some, but like it's I guess my equivalent of rereading something. I will just binge on television, and and that's that's my thing. Now, um, have you ever watched Once Upon a Time? No, I actually did not watch it. Drake Nara recommended it for me. I watched the first episode. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, because I know it's based on storybook, storybook characters. Um, and there's a couple of people, people in there that I like. I just, um, I, I just didn't want to watch it. I had a hard time with the first episode. Um, she says it gets much, much better. Maybe yeah. I, <laughs> but the first episode really left me kind of. Well, because, like, at first I considered watching it because I was a fan of uh, Fables. And I was like, oh, well, you know, this will be the live action sort of version of it. But I don't know why. I don't remember why I was, like, ultimately not interested in picking it up. So, yeah. I mean, it's out there. It'll be something I consider. But you see where my – it's I'm very eclectic with the things that I watch. But, you know, my my biggest preference is to period pieces. Um, British. <laughs> um, so the other things that I watch are almost like the complete opposite of that. So, of course, we caught up on Manifest and Young Sheldon. We watched The Neighborhood. <laughs> Um, I always thought about watching the neighborhood. It looked funny. It's it is funny. I mean, it's it's like TGIF funny, you know, like back in the day. And so, well, no, I'm just saying, like to me, it feels like it brings that feeling back for me. Like, oh, you know, there were certain things we watched on Fridays, and you know, um, Family Matters and Step by Step and blah blah blah. But it's funny. Um, and it's because, what is it, Max, whatever his name is, sorry, um, he's on there. He was on New Girl Schmidt. I, we just really like him. And so when we saw it, and it brought back um, Caroline from um, Two Broke Girls, She's, she plays his wife in this. And then, of course, Cedric the Entertainer, and I forgot the, the individual who plays his wife, but she was a part of, she, play, she was on Martin back in the day um it's just funny because i mean it is it's it's distinctly you know like we're playing on the stereotypes of black and white and so you know these characters move into a black neighborhood they're white and so they how they interact with you know people of color is always of interest and you know it's i mean i think it's funny it's it's um yeah it's just something fun to watch it you don't have to really overthink anything um but it's it's definitely most tgif kind of thing um i think that you should watch good girls i i enjoy good girls it's, um yeah i can't remember what streams it might be because i know you don't have all the channels but it's i thought it was well no you don't even have cable so anyway if you're able to watch good girls i would certainly uh, recommend it and we of course got caught up on last week tonight because that's one of our shows and so we don't yeah. watch it until we're together and then i finished up the um they premiered the second part of the lance armstrong do- uh, documentary for 30 for 30 did you manage to get logged in and and watch um no um every time i would log in mm-hmm. it would show that i was logged in but then when i would click on the um that the last dance it mm-hmm. was the user was not um basically something to the effect of user is not authorized content that is weird. yeah um and i even tried logging in with my mom's direct tv stuff um and it gets did the exact same thing hmm, we'll have to sort that out because yeah i mean it's certainly worth you watching so i did um watch the rest of the um epstein thing on uh, netflix mm-hmm. uh and it was it was really good it's only four episodes um i would recommend it very good stuff i mean well it's bad stuff but i guess it's <laughs> Well, it's yeah, good I mean, stuff in terms of yeah i get it it's a uh, it's a crime uh you know document 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, we both know that's a huge genre, even in books, true crime. So um, I certainly enjoy, I mean, I get it from my mom because she watches all that kind of stuff and used to, from Law and Order to like her favorite, one of her favorite shows is Snapped. So she's always been into true crime. And so there's a part of me that like enjoys watching it. So Mm -hmm. I often will, I watch a lot of like Dateline and stuff like that because of that. Um, so yeah, and I, what is it, Keith Morrison or whatever? He's my favorite. Yeah, voice is just so perfect. Like he could make anything. I mean, you know, obviously he's talking about murder and all that stuff, but it's just it's just so soothing when he talks about it. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a lot of TV watching. Um, I don't know if we will go into all the stuff that I listed that that I basically just brought over from last week. Um, I do think that I. <laughs> I'm 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 just tired. So I am fearful that despite I I, t- <laughs> I told my mom today. I was like, "Mom, just remember that you cannot vote this time." Okay? Don't vote this time. Um because she uses the she often says, "Well, I'm voting for the party." And I'm like, "See, no. That's just the wrong way of thinking about voting." And I said, "You know, short of I don't know, short of of Trump murdering someone, I really don't know what else this person can or needs to do to show people that he does not belong where he is, period. Yeah. He has been so insensitive to what is, uh, we'll just say, obviously, the, the George Floyd movement because of what has happened to him. I was appalled. I heard a soundbite where he said, you know, oh, I am the president of law and order. And I'm like, seriously? Really? I... It, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, it, the whole thing just sits very uncomfortably. Um, you know, Twitter has took the reins of being the first of the social media networks to not so much muzzle him, but in their particular case, it's like, yeah, you might want to fact check this. Because, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to have free speech, but when you spout stuff that are consistently wrong and is misinformation, I I am very grateful that that Twitter decided to go that route um, yeah. because you know so many so many people read his stuff and take it as gospel and I'm like but even reading the content even reading what he po- I'm like how can you I I, I can't so I mean you know I agree I don't see how anybody can watch him for five minutes and trust him on anything on anything exactly so when I think for me I, as if the line wasn't already drawn when he you know, talked about the thugs that were, you know, basically protesting. It's like, yeah, you know, people who use the word thugs typically mean like black people, right? Like shady, whatever. That's, you know, you don't, you don't use thugs for generally speaking, white people. Right. Um, and then when he had the nerve to, to, to use the whole, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. And I'm like, do you not know how steeped in segregationist language that is? It just, I'm like, there is absolutely no redeeming quality for him to me. Zero. So I don't understand. And it makes me so angry. You know, the few times I leave the house, I noticed recently that, you know, one of my neighbors or someone in the neighborhood a couple houses down is flying a Trump flag. And I'm like, I just... <laughs> I it's I am beyond confused by this. I tend to stay very sheltered deliberately because you know since 2016 or whatever since Trump has been in office, 
I'm like, all I can do to keep some sanity is to not pay attention to it. And I hate that because, you know, obviously we're supposed to be well-informed and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I have to tune it out because if I allowed myself to really think about it, I would get worked up about it. And it's like, what the hell can I do about it? it? It is what it is for what it is right now. My hope is that people will, you know, practice their civic duty of actually voting. But then I get irritated because it's like, oh, yeah, then there's a stupid electoral college. So it's like, it, it, it's, we can't win for losing. <laughs> so um, I, I appreciate the you know many individuals even companies that have now started putting out stuff you know doing the whole blackout thing as far as with their profiles that kind of stuff and supporting the black community for me um you know it's certainly popular the whole black lives matter tags you know for me it's always been all lives matter but i it's i don't know if it's that this incident is what really made me start to like think well you know, I can't be against the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And it's not to say I was against it, but it's necessary. Like, you know, I, you know, you live in the world yeah. where it's like, oh, I, well, you know, all lives matter. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's like, but it's not. But it's not. Um, that's why I, I don't, I don't, uh, I hate it when people say all lives matter. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, and again, I use. Nobody's saying that white lives don't matter. The, the fact is our entire world tells you white lives do matter. Right. It's black lives that we're basically told don't matter. That's what we're saying. Black lives do matter, you know? And then to that, I'd be like, well, all lives matter. But like, yeah, again, now that I'm really thinking about it, well, it's specific to the issue. And this is still an issue. It pisses me off that people who say blue lives matter. (laughs) What? You can take your badge off. And I think people say, oh, no, I'm a cop 24-7. You know, like you're a teacher 24-7. But the fact is, you can take your badge off. You can go to a restaurant. Nobody knows you. You can't take your skin off and stop. Absolutely. It is not the same thing. So I think that I've always been very naive to this type of thing, even though, you know, I live in the South. We live in Georgia, part of Dixie. Um, You know, it's it's just frustrating to see that there's still so many individuals that feel the way that they do. Um, I, I feel that it's unfortunate that, the spotlight is on law enforcement because seemingly these types of individuals flock to uh, that kind of job. Um, But it has been really uncomfortable. And I hope that, again, as with most things where it's like, can you guys not see that this is yet another thing that Trump cannot handle and should not be the public face of anything for? Um, I'm just hoping that maybe this is the catalyst or this is enough to for this news cycle to be long enough for people to remember it when they go to the polls to vote um because i have absolutely no respect for our president because he is not my president you know what i mean oh i definitely know what you mean yeah so um it's certainly a very sensitive time um and a frustrating one yeah and i mean i like to think of myself as an ally you know but Mm -hmm. i know that I mean, it's easy for me, you know, it's easy for me to say Black Lives Matter because obviously I'm white, you know, um, but I think white people need to speak out. White people need to do as much as we can to say this is not acceptable, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, when I talk about my kids, you know, because I call my, my students, my kids, you know, I mean, the vast majority of them are black. Um, I see, you know, 
And it's funny because when I when we talk about racism and <laughs> so sometimes they will say to me, you know, oh, I've never experienced racism. And and I want I want to sometimes shake them and say, Are you kidding me? Do you not remember what happened yesterday? <laughs> and I don't know if it's that they live with it so much that sometimes they don't even think about it. Probably. So, yeah. Because I'll see things and I'll be like, Oh, that's not cool. You know, they're just doing that because these kids are black, you know. Mm-hmm. But and I, I don't know if what it is, you know, but I wanted to shake them and say, no, you know, your whole life, it's unfair, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other hand, I'm like, not your place in life, it's their place to judge it because if they're fine, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Then too, it's like, but sometimes they just don't know better, you know? Yeah. But then again, like, you know, like T'Challa saying, you know, I'm certainly not going to say you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously I don't live. I don't live life as a black person. You know, there's only so I can try to be understanding. I can try to, to put myself into what I believe that would be like, but it's never going to be exactly that. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with, you know, sexual harassment and women. I can imagine being on the other side, but it's different from actually being on the other side. I know that. What is the line? by seeing the line and seeing that thing. Yeah, but... Because in your mind, you're... Yeah, but, you know, sometimes people will say things to me like, well, I don't see color. And it's like, you have to see color. I would love it if we had a world where you didn't. But, you know, <laughs> I have I have certain students, and, and they're very proud of their blackness. That's part of who they are. And for me to say, well, I don't even see your color, I feel is almost saying, I disregard what you feel is important to you. Yeah. Very good point. Um, but, you know, what I always tell them, too, is that, you know, me as a white person, <clears throat> that there's people in Germany and in France and all around the world who are also white. And this notion that I have anything in common with them other than maybe the color of my skin doesn't resonate with me because I have much more in common with my black students in my class because we live in the same place. We go see the same movies. We listen to some of the same music. We like to eat at the same restaurant. We have so much more in common than I do with somebody who just shares my skin color who lives on the other side of the world, you know? Yep. Um, and I just wish that I, I, I don't understand why people just want to hurt and kill other people just for looking different. I don't get it. Exactly. Absolutely. And certainly when they, when it's clear that, for example, that they're a, like a white supremacist and yeah. the things that they spout, it's like, but you're not even educated. You're deliberately ignoring history. You're only, be, you're being selective in what it is that you are, you know, your view of the world. Or I, I just, that, you know, that's the part that it's kind of, it just, it's confusing as hell. That's like, I, I got into an argument on Facebook yesterday as you often do (laughs) the governor of virginia said he's going to take down the statue of robert e lee and somebody replied and said well you know what you know why are you taking that down just because some people were offended you know if if people were offended of of a statue of mlk would you take that down and so i reply (laughs) so are you seriously comparing a guy who led peaceful protests for equality to someone who was a military leader of a traitorous faction who wanted to overthrow the United States of America, mm-hmm. supported holding other living people as slaves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody said, well, it's all history. It's all the same thing. And I said, well, no. I said, history is history. You're right. But we have museums. We have books. We have all these things. Nobody's trying to say this isn't history. 
Mm -hmm. But why should we have a statue to celebrate? Exactly. Traitor. And somebody said, well, who was he a traitor to? I said, the United States of America. (laughs) I don't, and I don't, I really do not understand. I never have. The people down south who have both the American flag and the Confederate flag. Yes, that, that, no. (laughs) And so T'Challa was saying it wasn't entirely about slavery. And that's true. But it was partly about slavery. You yes. cannot escape the fact that they were owning other human beings. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> not, not because they kept slaves. That's part of it, but it ain't the biggest part. The biggest part, I mean, there are a lot of Southerners I know who wave that flag and talk about how America's the greatest country. They love America. Yeah. And they're, and they're flying kind of rebellious flag because the Hag did not like them. Yep. That's what I don't That's get. That's like flying ISIS flag in your front yard while saying, I, I love America. Or it's flying the, the Amer- ult- It's the ultimate hypocrisy. Or flying the American flag and a swastika. Yes. Right there. Right they, there. Those two things should not go together. Right. The, I, I, the ideology is not the same. It's no. Ideology losing. Exactly. Exactly. They fit together so little that it'll... They should be in opposition. (laughs) Opposition. Yeah. And I don't understand that at all. And and I I, I was watching some... Oh, I was showing Kay an episode of... um, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel, the last episode of it, I basically rewatched it because I wanted for him to see it, with how South Korea has been handling the COVID um, crisis and how they've certainly fared much better than other places because they do contact tracing. They um, basically, they are big brother in that country. They can look at your phone records. They can look at your, your credit card statements. They can look at anything they want. And I'm like, you know what? I get, you know, the whole, okay, our rights and freedoms and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes people are just too stupid. Okay. I mean, there are reasons why there are, um, things in place to help people not be stupid. And I would not be, in, in cases like this, I would not at all be uncomfortable by the government or, you know, an entity that we can trust was basically looking into what we were doing. Um, I don't think that it should be something that should be policed. Like, it shouldn't be like a police state kind of thing. But when it's for the greater good, and I'm, I, I, and again, that's, t- that is where I tend to lean a little bit more socialist, is that when it's for the greater good, and it's about saving and preserving life, that I think that sometimes you need to kind of get up off your high horse. And <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, Spock is something similar as well. Yes, it? yes. But you know, exact quote from the communist man but you know again i do feel like they're yes but still yeah because i mean for it's it's one of those like you know absolute power thing corrupts um (laughs) but i i do think that there are times that the government should basically say okay no this is not okay and I feel like in some ways, even though our government has said, kind of tying it back to, you know, racism and stuff, that not enough is being done. I do not think that Trump's version of what needs to be done is correct. Um, but I do think that there are times where it needs to really be about the greater good and not about any. But to me, he lost any, any ability to stand up to these folks when he said about the marches 
before when he said there's good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. You know, as the president, you shouldn't stand up and say, well, some of those Nazis are good people. <laughs> you know, they're, they're the enemy to what America is supposed to stand for. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. Um, I agree that there needs a major system, but you should not be blaming personally. Well, unless our one kind of not like the whole not throw baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> well, again, again, that's Trump's fault too because mm-hmm. when Obama was in office, he put in a lot, a lot of reforms. For, um, you know, and they were supposed to be every last one. Yeah, basically, I think that was his job. <laughs> Greened more um, clearly. They're supposed to have more diversity training. Uh, training in training in de-escalating um, situations, um, and I think yeah, there are some wonderful people I've met who are police officers. Um, there are some people who go into police work for very much the right reason, and then I think there are also people who go into police work because they're bullied mm-hmm. and they like to be in charge to, and to tell you what to do. And yep, and absolutely. And um, and I I tell you, and my students have told me this many times. That a lot of times they are they are more they get harassed more by black officers than the white ones, hmm. which I always found very interesting. That is very interesting. Um, but I don't, have you ever seen the Hate You Give? No, I remember you you were like I don't know if you really should read it or whatever or watch it. So it's um, Gwen has said that she's seen it, and I've been very deliberate, you know, in not watching reading it. Uh, I, I don't but, want my blood to boil even more. <laughs> there, there's, there's one um, scene with a white officer and a black officer who are partners. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was like, because when my kids watch it, every class always had the same reaction. The white officer would do something. And he, what he does is wrong, right? And they'll, they, they're just kind of sitting there. And then when the black officer does it, they're all like, oh, right? Talk to him afterwards. I said, so they basically did the same thing, but your reaction was very different. Mm-hmm. I said, who do you, who do you think was the bigger jerk in this situation. They all say it's the black officer, right? And then they always get into, you know, the whole conversation and stuff, you know, about um, that once basically there, a lot of their feelings is that once a black person becomes a police officer, they're no longer black. They're blue. They're blue. Yeah. And they look at them the way police look at them, you know? Right. Uh, and I think that's very interesting. <clears throat> and again, you know, as a white person, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to make too much of a judgment psychologically about what all that says but um you can do that (laughs) (laughs) sure i can um but yeah i mean now that everyone is this is very much a part of the conversation again I, i again i can't before 2016 i think that i would be i certainly wouldn't have thought that we'd be continuing to actively have this conversation in the way we're having this conversation Unfortunately, with the emergence of Trump, it has it has basically dug at the underbelly of the United States. All the the stuff that's just you know you want to hide it from your profile, all of that stuff is coming out. And it's I mean it's scary to to think that there's still individuals who think that way, and certainly those who may be prone to violence or something. Um, Again, I don't, I, you and I, and I, I believe I said last week, if I don't like you, it has nothing to do with your color. <laughs> I don't like you because I don't like you as a person. Um, color is not, a, not an aspect of that. But it's just, it's unfortunately a rough time. And, the, and having, again, seeing Black individuals 
killed for no reason outside of really, yeah, they're black. Um, because you're not seeing this happen to white individuals. Right. You know? Um, and I don't know, because I was reading some of the transcripts from basically the video of, um, you know, the body cam video that the, the police had from the George Floyd incident. And most, a lot of it was saying, you know, he was being cooperative. He was just basically saying, you know, I'm, what is it? He's claustrophobic or whatever. Um, yeah. I think at one point he apparently, you know, sits down on the pavement and he tells them thank you or something. But for something to escalate to that point, and even still, at what point do you, like, I, I am glad that they've upped the charges <laughs> um, for the, the, the former police officer that, that killed George Floyd, but, you know, how much force is too much? You yeah. know, I'm like, I think it's one thing to maybe get someone, you know, um, calm or just, I, I mean, there's no way in my head that that's ever justifiable regardless of the situation, even if this person was some murderer or whatever, I still think that that kind of force is in here. Um, we don't need to go to the level that that individual has gone to in their life. You know, we can still be good people while policing and not kill people. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. And then of course, with, with Trump having, you know, when he gave, I guess, his speech and he used the backdrop of this church and used the Bible as a prop. I'm like, I, this, these are among the many reasons why I'm like, I cannot watch this. I can't. And I mean, I re, I know that there's probably just as many people out there that think, well, you know, she's being a, a pussy about it or whatever. But I'm like, I mean, how much can we do? Um, how much more can an individual take? Um and I'm like, you know, I have to accept that sometimes it is out of my control. I can only do exercise the things that are within my control. I can go and vote. I can go and do this. But I also can't allow myself to be completely absorbed by it. Because, you know, you actually have to, you know, make a living and live life. Um, right. But it is unfortunate what has now happened. Um, it is, of course, bringing back to light the unfortunate circumstances of part parts of our history um and yeah i agree with you you know it's one thing for us to recognize our history understand it we don't always have to glorify it and in this particular case you know this is one of the biggest saddest chapters in american history just just discrimination period not even just black people i mean the fact that you can go back even further i mean it's just it's but again, it is unfortunate that uneducated individuals who act rashly um, are are causing this kind of pain as a, a nation. Right. So, so yeah, I figured that we definitely wanted to touch, you know, touch on the George George Floyd incident and obviously racism. Um, certainly not a happy topic. You know, I, I always jokingly call you honky, and I know that you know for some, like for me, it's. I don't know. You know, I know you don't take offense to it. Um, it's, a, it's a term. For me. Oh, oh, T'Challa didn't know. No. Oh wow. Oh, see, and that, yeah, that's. Um, and see, um, my kids, none of them ever use honky. Um, mm-hmm. They they use cracker. Yeah, cracker. Okay. Um, and um, sometimes they'll uh, they use redneck. You know. Yeah. Well, I deliberately use honky too because it ties to Richard Pryor, and I just always thought it was funny. I always think of uh, honky. Always reminds me of uh, the Jeffersons. Yes, yes, yeah. 
Yeah, I always love that shit. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's meant to be a term of endearment, even though, you know, and, and to me, the way I see it, certainly as a, as a person of color, I don't know, I feel like I could somehow get away with calling you that, <laughs> but <laughs> that you are still not allowed to ever use the N-word. I don't even use the N-word. That, to me, is offensive. I think because of the implications of what that, you know, what that word is for. Whereas for me, honky is just funny, kind of, I don't know. But again, if you'd ever had any issue with doing that, then I I would like to believe that you would tell me that this is not cool. I mean, I think, I think honky and cracker, they're both so stupid. I don't know how we, (laughs) you know, and and sometimes I, you know, to use, you know, I guess my, my white person card, uh, sometimes I'll make cracker, you know, I always have food in my desk for the kids and, and they're always like, yeah, Mr. East, you got to eat crackers? And I was like, and in this class, there's like two. <laughs> and then, of course, usually the students are like black, you know, and they say, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, I, I just think it's silly. I don't, you know. And I, I guess if you were, if you were, trying, I don't know, even if you were trying to say honky in a mean way, I think I'd probably just laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, what's, it, it's interesting too, because in high school, one of my best friends, he, his nickname for me was just Whitey. And I, you know, I personally did not take offense to it because I, even though I understood that, you know, basically that word means that you are a person of color who is either deemed as acting or being white. Um, I just didn't take it that way. You know, like I, I was fine with it because there was nothing malicious behind it. You know, again, I specifically reserve the N word as one of those things that I don't care how you serve it up. I do not want to hear it. <laughs> I, again, I don't use it. Kay will occasionally say stuff sometimes and he'll, you know, drop the word. I'm like, yeah, no, no. It, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable because I feel like it's a derogatory word you know like it's just there's nothing good from it for me um i know that some people within the black community use it you know like speaking to each other in that way and calling that person the n-word but i don't know for me it's just too that those are one of that's one of those words where i'm like it i can't have that cross my lips i don't like it yeah and you know some some of my white teacher friends you know when we're reading things whether it's letter from birmingham jail or the hate you give they they don't say it again and usually what I do is um, before before we start reading that, I will have a little talk with them. So like when we're doing a letter from Birmingham jail, I said, you know, when I'm reading this aloud, I said, I'm going to read what Dr. King said. So nobody go home and tell their mom or daddy that Mr. <laughs> used the N-word. Mr. Reese is just reading what Dr. King right, right. <laughs> said. Um, and, you know, even with the, the hate you give, um, and I, I said, you know, look, we're going to, you know, there's a lot of words in here we don't normally use in class. We use the F word. They're going to use the N word. They're going to do these different things. If we're, if we're group reading and you feel uncomfortable with it, you can skip that word. I said, um, but, you know, if I'm reading it, I'm going to read what's on the page. Um, and I said, you know, if, if it bothers you, then you can talk to me about it. But otherwise, I'm just reading what's, what the character is saying. You guys know I don't use that word normally. I'm just reading what the characters say. And within it, that context, I, I mean, I completely yeah. agree that it's... And they all seem yeah. fine with it, that, you know. Um, and I get why still some teachers, they don't want to say it. Yeah. Um, and I never would say it to them except in that, that context. But I, I think, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you have to... You, we have to try and take the power from... Because, um, like, honky has no power over me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and really, there's no reason why, you know, the N-word should have any power over us either. You know, we all choose as a society to let it. But, yeah, but I'm not going to be the one to say it doesn't matter. You know, that's not for me. Yeah, yes, white man. No, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Sometimes I'll have, I'll have white students say that the flag's not offensive, the Confederate flag. And, I, and I'm always like, you know, you don't get to decide that it is or it isn't. I mean, you can say it doesn't offend you. Right. But you can't say to, you know, LaQuisha over there that she can't be offended by it. Yeah, because you, you, you have to look at what it stands for. Like, you right. can't just look at it on the surfaces like, oh, this is a cool flag. Let me hang it. There's a lot behind that. <laughs> so, you know, it, and it certainly when people do stuff like that, even though they may not be doing deliberately doing something to be political or to to really say anything they are saying something yeah. so so yeah it's i mean it's it's just all really messy and crazy and unfortunate yeah yeah that I is mean, the world that we live in right it is all right well i guess we should be signing off right i think so uh just so, to go quick through your other things yes abortion is a uh, needed uh, medical thing uh, Why are you bring it up? I could still use it like at a different show. I want to talk about it. Don't just know. That's why I was trying to knock it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're done. We're done. We'll end on a lighter note. And again, remind everyone, listeners, if you were only tuning in to see if I had more updates on Monster Erotica, that is on next, next week's episode. <laughs> eventually guys either this will i hope will become a regular part of the show no <laughs> or we can have through our patreon wall to yes. get access to the special month <laughs> podcast hosted no, by maybe, latoya maybe and myself do like a uh, <laughs> like a uh patreon or gofundme or something and when you get a desired amount, you'll make another episode on the. On the there you go. <laughs> I tell you what. Then for, you don't have to make a separate podcast. Same for the time. for the highest Patreon Just level, maybe I will write a big for, bigfoot porn. Oh that no! Latoya will read aloud. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, <laughs> you're not allowed to publish it. Okay. You right. you can only make her read it because that I will find funny. Yeah. That yeah, that would be hilarious. Unless it's under pseudonym. You're okay. allowed to do it under a pseudonym, but it has to be, they'll know it's here. Oh, yeah, I was, I was going to be a pseudonym. It's Stinky McLongdong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> Stinky McLongdong. <laughs> that just, I don't know why that is going to get stuck in my head. That's just not cool. <laughs> so we're Stinky McLongdong. Oh, no. No, I can't even say it. I'm sorry. Longdong. <laughs> yeah. Out. Right. <laughs> See you later, bitches and bastards. <laughs> Bye. No.